of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. And Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astounded that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to Jesus, How can these things be? And Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who has descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that God gave God's only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have everlasting life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today we observe the divine truth and mystery of the Trinity, God in three persons, one God. Enough said, right? <laughs> I thought not. For if we are honest with ourselves, none of us can fully explain or even comprehend the Trinity. Yet Christians throughout history have taken the lives of other Christians for not understanding the nature of the Trinity in the same way. But what's all the fuss about? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
we baptize and ordain invoking this Trinitarian formula, end of conversation. Right? That said, let's begin with a contemporary parable by Anthony de Mello, a Jesuit priest. When his ship stopped at a remote island for a day, the bishop was determined to use the time as profitably as possible. He strolled along the seashore and came across three fishermen mending their nets. In pidgin English, they explained to him that centuries before, they had been Christianized by missionaries. We, Christians, they said, proudly pointing to themselves. The bishop was impressed. Did they know the Lord's Prayer? They had never heard of it. The bishop was shocked. How could these men claim to be Christian when they did not know something as elementary as the Lord's Prayer? What do you say then? How do you pray? We lift eyes to heaven. We pray, we are three, you are three. Have mercy on us. The bishop was appalled at that primitive, the downright heretical nature of the prayer. So he spent the whole day teaching them to say the Lord's Prayer. The fishermen were poor learners, but they gave it all they had, and before the bishop sailed away the next day, he had the satisfaction of hearing them go through the formula without a fault. Months later, the bishop's ship happened to pass by those islands, and the bishop, as he paced the deck, saying his evening prayers, recalled with pleasure the fact that on that distant island where three men who were now able to pray correctly, thanks to his patient effort. While he was lost in thought, he happened to look up and noticed a spot of light in the east. The light kept approaching the ship, and as the bishop gazed in wonder, he saw three figures walking on the water towards the boat. The captain stopped the boat and all the sailors leaned over the rails to see the amazing sight. When they were within speaking distance, the bishop recognized his three friends, the fishermen. Bishop, they exclaimed, we so glad met you. We hear your boat go past and come hurry, hurry meet you. What is it you want? asked the bishop in awe. Bishop, they said, we so, so sorry. We forget lovely prayer. We say, our Father in heaven, holy be your name. Your kingdom come, then we forget. Please tell us whole prayer again. The bishop felt humbled. Go back to your homes, my good men, 
he said, and each time you pray, say, we are three, you are three. Have mercy on us. There is much indigenous peoples can teach us about seeing God and the world of spirit around us with fresh eyes, being open to the mystery and realities of that which is seen and unseen, the physical and spiritual realms that surround us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is a formula. Though embodying truth, can never express the full nature of God, Trinity. Is it wrong? Not at all. That is where we constantly get into trouble. The need for right and wrong, concrete security, black and white. God and life are anything but black and white. They are diverse and complex. The Trinity is diversity in unity, one being, yet three. When we read the Hebrew scriptures in English, it seems to be that God as he, Father, right, is through the entire. Yet in Hebrew, God is referred to in masculine and feminine imagery throughout the Hebrew scriptures. And we lose that when it's translated over as we have it in the English. And then in Greek and Aramaic scriptures, Jesus uses masculine and feminine imagery when even describing himself. And Christendom has seemed quite comfortable at attributing all the feminine of God with the Holy Spirit. Yet even the Holy Spirit is the perfect balance of the masculine and the feminine. I commend to you the book or movie version, your preference, of The Shack by William P. Young for a wonderful way of envisioning the Trinity. Throughout my life, I have needed the fullness of God, at times needing the masculine father figure, and at other times, the feminine mothering nurture of God. So in that way, I have no problem calling upon Papa, Father, Mother, God. For none of those names is right or wrong. They are ways of my proclaiming the aspect of God I am most in need of in that moment. And as for Jesus, he was a guy. Enough said, right? Well, first off, he was a dark-skinned Semitic person, a devout Jew, he wasn't a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Aryan Christian. 
Yet when we image Jesus, the Son of God, each of us sees him differently. Black, Asian, Native American, East Indian, and so on. Though a dark-skinned Semite most closely pictures the historic figure of Jesus, the Christ of the Trinity is all of these. And it is healing and empowering for one to see Jesus the Christ in our own ethnicity. For the pre-existent word made flesh in Jesus Christ wasn't and isn't limited to a singular physical form. I hope I am raising more questions in your mind right now than giving you answers. For us to understand God, to understand ourselves and one another, we must begin with wonder and awe. Not concrete, black and white certitude. Take our individual humanity, for example. Our souls existed prior to entering the physical body formed in our mother's womb and will exist for all eternity when the, this body dies and we move forward into God's realm, uniting with all that have gone before us. We all too often get caught up in this physical form. I'm male, she's female. Men do this, men are this. Women do this, women are this. Yet each of us is a balance of masculine and feminine, made in the very image of God. Our souls are ever perfectly as God created them to be. Though in this tent, they reside in our physical bodies, are flawed, imperfectly formed of the brokenness of creation, an imperfect, limited reflection of our true selves, body, mind, and spirit. If we have trouble even wrapping our minds around our own trinity, is it any wonder we struggle with comprehending the divine trinity? In our Romans passage, Paul is trying to put this reality into words. He is not demonizing our physical body. Rather, he is saying it is limited and flawed and that the true self, the spirit that resides within, the unseen, this is our true reality. And we are to live out of our inner truth and not be defined by or define others by the physicality of our being. And Nicodemus is confounded at 
first by Jesus revealing this same truth. Being born from above, born again, born anew, is calling forth the truth of our inner being to inform how we see and relate to the world around us. Our temporal body is limited in its way of interpreting the world. Our eternal self, our soul, our spirit, can see the eternal truth within the temporal. The eternal within us and all humanity and creation that awaits fulfillment. The lens or hermeneutic we choose to see through makes all the difference. Firstly, I encourage you to begin with wonder, curiosity, and non-judgment. Loosen your tightly clenched preconceptions. Listen to yourself, others. Listen for the Spirit in our midst. The divine trinity ever models and reveals to us diversity and harmony and balance and unity. Mutuality, expansiveness, the ebb and flow of masculine and feminine in harmony, unconditional love, justice, mercy. Secondly, I encourage you to give yourself permission to not be defensive. Another's truth or rightness does not negate yours. And your truth or rightness does not negate theirs. Difference and diversity strengthens the whole leading to well-being and to the fullness of life. Whereas uniformity and sameness lead to stagnation, leading to weakness and a mere fragment of life. And if left unchecked, becomes cancerous, to the point of death. Thirdly, the divine trinity models for us being in relationship. Fullness of life ever calls us into partnership, into community. There is not merely me, myself, and I. There is ever to be we. We and us is inclusive and divine. The oneness of all being truth. Us and them is exclusionary and demonic. Separateness ever being a lie. Trinity calls us to harmony and balance and mutual relationship. Unity and diversity, not unity and uniformity. 
brothers and sisters in Christ, let us call upon the persons of the Holy Trinity by many names. God, Father, Mother, Parent, Creator. God, Son, Child, Redeemer, Christ. God, Holy Spirit, Sustainer, Giver of Life. May we be ever emboldened and enriched by the mystery and beauty of God and of one another. May unconditional love and non-judgment be our way to find yet more light and truth. May we allow God to reveal the truth within ourselves and others, seeing one another and creation as God knows us, to be. May we proclaim the oneness of all humanity and creation as we proclaim the oneness of God, the Holy Trinity. Amen and amen.